Hello and welcome back to Dad's Cavecast. I'm your host, David Rosales. And today we'll be talking about comics, comic books, comic book shops, um, how I got into comic books and the whole, uh, now I don't draw comics, but the whole passion of uh, reading and owning comics. Um, we'll get into the who, what, where, and when of my uh, my un- ongoing love of the whole uh, comic book uh, universe multiverse if you would um so yeah let's get let's get started so when when did i start getting into comics i got into comics when i was a kid like real young and with most of the uh 80s babies 90s babies uh well not babies but if you were kind of growing up in the 90s uh you remember the uncanny x-men now the uncanny uncanny x-men for the cartoons saturday morning cartoons um you know waking up early saturday and uh catching all the new 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 episodes of you know a whole bunch of cartoons one of one of which was um the uncanny x-men now there's another one that I was really into on a side note which was uh the ronin warriors and now that I look back and look, you know, uh, watch it now, it's kind of, it doesn't hold the, the wow effect, but I could see why it was like, so back then kind of cutting edge and real, real, a crazy looking cartoon. It was kind of my first, uh, anime style cartoon that I was into, but uncanny X-Men, that's kind of when the whole comic book, uh, things started and uh let's see yeah so since early 90s it's kind of when i started with the whole uh now i guess i got into marvel and then superman was always around but but i really got into uh kind of the x-men so i guess you could say i'm more of a a marvel marvel guy now later on in life i kind of went into the whole image um image comics and that whole uh style of of the artistic style of the image guys that's kind of what i really gravitated towards um so yeah so i started early 90s you know what i mean so and then like from there on and i'm still into it so that's when it started and as far as where like let's say the, the comic book shops i got into well we recovered like cartoons you know what I mean? And as soon as you got into the cartoons, I started started really noticing the, uh, you go to, what is it, Jen's Market? Like, if I'm from Salinas. So, Eastside, Jen's Market, they had, like, the little, uh, the spinny racks. They have, like, all the magazines. Um, they had one of those, and then if you would go, like, to Knob Hill or Safeway, they would have a section you know, with all your tabloids, not tabloids, but your uh, magazines and muscle mags and, you know, all that stuff. And then you would have like a little section with some comic books. Um, nowadays, like if you go into the comic book shop, everybody like if you get real into it, you uh, you notice the the creasing of the of the rib. So the back of the comic where it like folds over, you kind of want to tend to stay away from that. And then edging, um, 
nicking of the corners and stuff like that. So you get real, once you get real into the comics, you want to keep it real pristine. So those type of comics that I was getting from the the grocery stores, I mean, no, it was a fucking comic book. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're a kid. And you're just grabbing them, throwing them. But nowadays, like, for collectibles, you're just like, ah, if we just picked them up, took care of them, put them away, you know, there was money there. Money to uh, money to grow. Money could have grown over time. But anyways, um, yeah, the where, you know, I started with the whole buying a comic book here and there and not really caring because I was a kid of like the, the maintaining them. Um, but then I got, I started frequenting um, Acme Comics. Um, and I, Acme Comics was like a legit comic book store. Um, and he did comic books. He did collectibles. He did, uh, Magic the Gathering was was new, um, and that's kind of when I started getting into it. And I and then I picked up friends in high school uh, that used to play Magic the Gathering, and then subsequently, um, uh, Pokemon came in and Yu Gi Oh and all these other ones. Now, Magic the Gathering was more of the adultish one, and there was there was also. Uh, different card games there was some vampire games and stuff like that but magic the gathering was one of the big ones and that's the one that uh like the older kids played and then pokemon you know later on and um so yeah so he would dabble with that as well but he was mainly like the the comic book shop like a legit comic book shop and around that same time, I started hooking up with, uh, and I talked to one of my friends, Kool-Aid, I've mentioned him before, Jose. Um, we were talking, and I was like, honestly, when and where did we both meet? And we were both kind of just throwing throwing it back and forth, and we couldn't remember. So um, I'm guessing I met him at Acme Comics, because I think he would frequent it too, but I was kind of like, at that point, I was an Acme Comics, like, little comic book rat. Because I was always there. If I wasn't doing anything, I'd show up. I'd talk to John. Uh, John was the original owner. And John, if you knew John, he uh, smoked a lot, for one. He was, like, a chain smoker. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, three packs a day that he would go through. And coffee coffee those big old 7-eleven big old jugs of uh it was a big ass thermo and he had one fucking thermo it's not like he switched them out it's one that he used and he would go over like three times a day and just fill that fucking thing up with coffee but uh yeah so i i got a lot of my comics and a lot of my knowledge not from john but but from reading the comics from that I was buying from Acme Comics. Now, after that, once I met up with, with Kool-Aid, with Jose, uh, now, I might be wrong with that whole story. So, uh, as far as our origin, me, our friendship uh, going. But after that, that I believe 
I went to Shadow Walkers. I, I don't know if you, she was in Prunedale. Uh, I do know, she, I'm pretty sure she was in Prunedale, moved to Salinas and then back to Prunedale. Um, but that's where I met Chris. Now, Chris, I'm still good friends with Chris. John, I, I don't know really what happened to him or where he went after he sold the shop. But um, I met Chris at Shadow Walkers and she's still a very good friend of mine. Um, and then from there at Chris's shop at Shadow Walkers, that's where I played mainly cards. So Magic the Gathering and stuff like that. And around that same time with the whole comic book thing, uh, I was still picking up comics, you know what I mean? Um, but once you're kind of in the, the, the world of comics, uh, card games and collectibles kind of all come in the mix. So, um, Shadow Walkers was a comic book shop. I would pick up a couple comics every once in a while from Shadow Walkers. But at that time, I was more heavily into the card game and the whole, you know, just uh, hanging out aspect of the whole thing. And then from there, I met, let's see, Junior, James, Luke, uh, Luke's brother. I think Tapia, uh, Carlos, Gabe, Silver, and then Chris was there too. She was the owner. So it's about 10, 11, 12 people that I started hanging around with. So from there, like we would all just kind of play cards and I would, I would read comics. They would play cards. I would play cards. And, uh, from there, um, we'd all go to, there was a place in Monterey. Now I, I don't think it's there anymore. And it was in Cypress Plaza and it's right next to, uh, what the hell was it? Um, a shell gas station. And it was right next to the shell gas station. You'd park, go down some steps and they had like, just kind of like a hole in the wall shop. We'd play Friday night magic, uh, there. And they had comics and a little side story about that comic book shop is uh, they had at a point that had three black lotuses from Magic the Gathering. Okay, I think they had like one or two of the Power Nine and I know Black Lotus is part of the Power Nine, but they had three black black lotuses now. When they had those three black lotuses, I was really contemplating buying those cards. And I think they were asking about from like 500 bucks to 800. So all together, I could probably talk them down to like a thousand, maybe 1200 to pick up all three. Now, at the time, you had to be very mindful of fakes. There was a lot of counterfeit uh, cards, you know, and even back then it was. 500 bucks 800 bucks and you're like fuck you know 500 bucks for a for a black lotus and it might be fake if you really look at it and you kind of test it and make sure it's not fake then you might get away with it and you know uh get it graded but if i did pull that trigger and i do kick myself in the ass for this um and it's like with a lot of things 
and I'll, I'll talk about another one that I do kick my ass on. And I was talking to Jose about this, but uh, 12, let's say I've been out here for 12 years. Um, let's say 13 years later, I spent a thousand dollars back then. 13 years later, I'm sitting at like two mil. You know what I mean? Those cars are worth that much. So if we just have like with anything, you know what I mean? If you could just tell the future, or see the foresight. And like he said, we couldn't predict that these card games were going to blow up like they did. Now, at the same token, um, I had, I had so many Pokemon cards go through my hands. Um, first edition cards, you know, same thing goes with Chris from the shop. And a lot of these kids, I know, like uh, Pokemon, let's just take foil Charizard, right? First edition foil Charizard. I know people that that's all they would collect. Everything else could go. They just wanted that Charizard. And at that time, Mew and Mewtwo were like the rarities. They were the hard to find ones, but it, now it's like the Charizard. If you had the Charizard... Those are like 300,000, 400,000. If you got a real good one, I think I've seen them up to like 500,000, 600,000 for just that one card. And I tell you how many fucking cards of those I had going through my hands. All these foils. And it was, we thought it was kind of like a gimmick. Like the whole foil thing was a gimmick. Magic the Gathering had foils. Uh, Pokemon had foils. And at the same token, like, we didn't know if it was going to be Pokemon. Because Pokemon, to be honest, is real. Uh, it was uh, very anime, very uh, cartoony, very focused towards kids. And then Magic was more of, like, the grown-up strategic game. And then you, uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! came out. And then that came out with a cartoon and everything. So then... Like, how are you to know which one was going to stick? You know what I'm saying? Or if you if it was going to blow up in the future. You know, we didn't know that. So, um, yeah, I've, I'm pretty sure I've had millions of dollars go through my hand. If I knew what it was, like, I would have just collected all this shit. Because there was a point in time where I was just like, oh, look, I got a foil Charizard. Here you go. And I give it to somebody for like three dollars you know what i mean five dollars okay you know you got this other card that's worth 10 okay i'll trade you so just thinking back at that it's kind of one of those things where you're just like there was so much money that i just kind of threw away or not, well, not even threw away but just gave away you know what i'm saying so so yeah so then i was there when current comics and Salinas opened up and the guy that opened it up he was like very hungry as far as just buying rares buying because he wanted to build up his stock because he wanted to get into the game of of uh of the whole card games magic the gathering pokemon all that stuff and i think he was the one that was really getting into pokemon so hopefully he kept some of these cards and he's living out in you know a mansion somewhere had the foresight to to collect what he wanted to collect but so yeah so uh let's see what other shops did i 
frequent. Uh, there was one in Cannery Row. He went to the uh, one of the main buildings in Cannery Row, kind of right at the strip. And there was a little shop way up top. And uh, they had Friday Night Magic there. It was kind of like back then if you found a spot that they were having Friday Night Magic, um, then it was kind of like... Uh, like an underground thing, you know what I mean? You're you're kind of nerdy, and you don't really want people to know that you're playing Magic the Gathering, you know, the card game. But that was also a comic book shop up there. And er, all these comic book shops that I would go to, I would go through their back stock, their back catalogs, and try to, try to find a couple... Um, key issues see at the time i was also i was hustling the whole card thing and the comic book thing so if i came across a good comic book that was worth and anywhere from like 50 bucks to 100 bucks i'd pick it up if the guy didn't know what he had i'd pick it up for like 30 bucks make 20 bucks on the transaction or flipping it same thing goes with cards you know what i'm saying uh i would trade something off for somebody that they wanted and then i knew this card was hot or was part of a a good set or a good card combination and i would flip that sell it to somebody else that was looking for that card so i was more like a gopher you know what i mean i was a connector i I connected one card to one person that didn't need it to a person that did need it and then i'll make money that way you know what i mean i was just kind of hustling and flipping cards um or comics for that for that matter so but at the same time i was reading the comics too you know what i mean and uh the whole comic book thing i got into the comic book cards so it was almost like baseball cards or football cards for the characters of comic books. And usually it would give you the stats, you know what I mean? Like the Hulk had strength of 10 and, you know, intelligence of four and then durability and then stamina, you know what I mean? It had it give the stats. So now you kind of, you could compare the comic book characters. And so it was kind of, it was fun, you know what I mean? And, I know it's a made-up universe or whatever, but it's kind of one of those things like um, storylines and you're making, these people are making characters that you kind of follow and you kind of fall in love with and and you find things that you kind of like about them, you know what I mean? There's a lot of Batman fans out there and a lot of Superman fans. And then you got your Wolverine guys, you know, so you fall in love with the characters and some of their characteristics, but that's on, you know, kind of a little going off subject there so you know the who i kind of already went over that there was from from the people that owned the shops to the people that i met and i'm still very good friends with you know as far as my end goes i still consider them friends um even though we don't talk that often or whatever but when i like to think when we when we do it's kind of we go back to to you know we where we'd ever wherever we left off you know we're back to it so um yeah so a lot of the people you know kind of along the way that i that i met 
um, was due to comic books. You know what I mean? And a lot of those, um, they kind of, they were, they are friendships that kind of just stuck. You know what I mean? Um, and then the type of comics that I got into, see, how do I explain this? I think I'm more a of a, and it's more. Once you get into comics, I think there's a couple things, right? There's, there is the type of characters that you like, the type of art that you like, and the storylines. Now, a lot of people might, you know, grade them differently from like one, two, and three. What's more important? Some people like the story. Other people like the artwork. Other people like the characters and they'll follow a character, you know, through all the storylines, multiverse, you know what I'm saying? So if you're X-Men guy, you're going to follow a lot of the spinoff of the X-Men's and then you might have a couple that you like in there. So um, for me, I kind of already touched on it in the beginning of this, but I think I, I'm more of a, of a Marvel guy. The whole mutant aspect and the whole transformation. All of a sudden you had these superpowers. Um, everybody kind of in the Marvel universe was a Superman. You know what I mean? They had like these superpowers. And when I was reading DC, it's a lot of realistic stuff. So... Like, Batman really doesn't have any powers. He doesn't have anything super crazy special. You know what I mean? He's kind of like a Tony Stark. Uh, well, yeah. It's essentially, you know, mirror image. Tony Stark. You know what I mean? But Tony's from Marvel, and he's got, he doesn't have superpowers. You take him out of that suit, that motherfucker, you could just, you know, somebody with superpowers could just snap his neck, and it's over. Batman's kind of the same thing. You take all his toys away and Superman could just go flick him in the forehead, snap his neck and he's done. But they got all these toys that kind of ramp him up to a certain. Now they do have super intelligent or the, you know, they're the, uh, the Elon Musk's of the fucking world. You know what I mean? If Elon Musk wanted to make himself a fucking, actually that's what he fucking should do. Turn yourself into a Tony Stark or a Bruce Wayne, make yourself a fucking suit and then you could be a superhero out there. But essentially that's what they are. Real rich people with, uh, the ability or the, you know, the ability to build themselves certain, uh, uh, certain suits that kind of help them out. But going back to it. So I was mainly, uh, uh, or still kind of am a Marvel guy until until um image comics came out now image comics came out and there's a whole backstory on on image but they let's see how do i explain this they uh it was a collection of artists that kind of broke away and started their own thing you know what i'm saying so so image once i got into image image had uh what let's see what did they have they had uh the kindred ah, fuck the the kindred kind of throws me back 
I love that artwork. It was real sharp, and I forgot who drew it. It might have been uh, Jim uh, Jim Lee. I wanted to. I might be wrong on that, but they had the real sharp um, artwork. So they had Jim Lee. I think there was something cats. Um, they had. Uh, what did they have? They had so many titles. Um, and towards the end of me actually collecting comics, I got into, well, not even the end, right out, right out of high school, like back in 99, I got into Neon Cyber and it had this real, um, oh shit, you know, neon look to the way that they, that they colored it. The, so the, the guy that was uh, in charge of not black inking, but the the color guy, he had this kind of like bluish green hue to just about everything. And it was very neon, very Tokyo style type of, uh, of way of coloring it in. You know what I mean? So then I was into that. And then there was another one that was called Warlands. And that's kind of towards the end of me real collecting, collecting. Um, And Warlands was almost like Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones came out. Do you know what I mean? Like that storyline was kind of a mix of Game of Thrones and uh, what the hell was that? What the Hobbits fucking uh, shit. Now I can't. Well, anyways, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh. Uh, shit, it'll come to me, but it was a mix between those two, between, uh, that movie with the fucking hobbits and, oh, the Lord of the Rings, there you go, um, and, uh, and Game of Thrones, like, if they both, both those things had a baby, that was Warlands, and then from Warlands, there was a spinoff called Warlands Ice Age, um, same thing. The coloring on that thing, I don't know if it was the same people that fucking drew it or uh, put it out, but the coloring was phenomenal. I fucking, I just liked it. Super cartoony, real, uh, it was on the border of being almost a fucking uh, anime style, you know, artistic way of of drawing it. And it was new for me, you know what I mean? That was kind of like the new way of, of drawing. And, uh. So, yeah, so then I, I got into Image. So I started off as a big Marvel fan, um, and I still kind of am. See, I follow a lot of the the artists. So, like, one of my – there's a couple, like, my top top five artist guys would be not super old school, but 90s, late 90s. Todd McFarlane, so T-O-D-D McFarlane, and, uh, like, I absolutely love his Spawn and his uh, Spider-Man, so, like, the iconic Spider-Man where he's he's kneeling, not kneeling down, but kind of, like, it's got that Spidey uh, low, low standing with his hand on the, on the ground, spider webs all around him, he drew that one. And if you notice, he would draw um, 
Spawn and Spider-Man kind of with the same body positioning. You know what I mean? Like Spawn looks like he's about to fucking shoot some web out of his fan his hands on a lot of these jumps that he's doing and spider-man is like iconic uh not super lanky but like he's skinny but he's still muscular and proportional um and he's always kind of contorted with a bunch of spider webs around him so i loved that aspect so like spider-man and spawn uh i think he did a couple supermans too um I think he did. Who else did he do? I think he did Venom pretty good, but very iconic. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, the other guy was uh, uh, the guy that drew. Let's see. Tim Townsend. Now he he drew these. It was almost like marvel new age so i think he was part of the whole age of apocalypse series so if you look at uh x-men age of apocalypse it's very futuristic like the his artwork is his faces you know what i mean there's like big jaws big chins uh big lips big eyes and crazy ass hair you know what i mean i was really drawn into that just because I like graffiti uh, back then, and this kind of artistic, uh, it was almost like he did graffiti before he did comics, and he brought a lot of that over, and then there was uh, the other guy that kind of has that same style is uh, Chris Bacciolo, yeah, and then there was, who was the other guy? Who was the other guy? Yeah, all the guys that were kind of with uh, Todd McFarlane was Jim Lee. You know what I mean? Another real fucking good guy. Uh, Mark Silvestri. I think Mark did these other, what was it? Uh, Evangeline. Uh, the Mag- Magdalena. Uh, the Darkness. The Witchblade think mark silvestri did all those um yeah yeah but he's got that real sharp artistic thing i think he's got a couple couple out there of batman and the joker and stuff and real it's like a real sharp look you know what i mean a lot of sharp imagery if (laughs) for lack of a better word you know what i mean uh so yeah, so I got into those. So I do follow a lot of these these artists, you know what I mean? Because I'm I did get into the artwork. Like the cover art. Love the cover art. Some some center there's a couple comics in there that like the whole comic book is just like visual fucking art. You could take every panel out of there, every page out of there. And I could just plaster my fucking walls with it because I'm just I wish I had that that type of talent where I could, I could just come out. Um, and for for a while, when I was really into to artwork, um, I could. You know what I mean? It was in my head, but it was mainly like uh, I was I was dipping into old images of these people that 
they were the original artists and I was just kind of mimicking uh, arms and muscles and, you know, the figure of a, of a character. So that's where I got a lot of my inspiration doing tattoos and, and uh, like lettering. I did my, I do my own lettering, uh, but the artistic stuff, I draw heavily from, from these uh, comic book artists, you know what I mean? So yeah, like image, I think I ended up being more of an image, uh, image nerd. Yeah. There's wildcats, you know what I mean? The old school wildcats, shit like that. That's the stuff I grew up reading the kindred. Uh, that was like a new way of, uh, of drawing gen 13 that was a fucking another big one everybody was getting into gen 13 um storm uh, not really Stormwatch, but i did read the fucking comic so um there was another one death blow all these were like new new titles and and the artwork was was like legit you know what i mean back then it was like fuck have you seen these this artwork but um so yeah, and then after that, towards the enemy real collecting, there was this new company that was called CrossGen. They had a couple good fucking comics, and their I was really getting into their storylines. Storylines were like on point. In the beginning, there was like four comics, three comics, on their lineup. One of them was the first, which. Oh man, that fucking that that book was so good, cause it was like a whole new concept. You know what I mean? And I can't really remember how it was, but I remember it was like, I like what they're doing. But the only problem with them, and I was trying to keep up so hard, that not everybody kept receiving all their books. So you, I was like missing bits and pieces. Oh, it was like a a thing that from universes it was like going back and forth and they were all tied together it was it was some crazy shit so the problem with that and what i'm thinking what they were trying to do is if you wanted to get and it's kind of like what marvel's doing where you have to watch the movie slash read a comic slash watch the cartoon slash watch the tv series to know exactly what the fuck is going on with the whole thing. You know what I mean? So on cross gen the uh the cross gen um comic, you know, company or whatever, they were kind of splitting it off with a whole bunch of fucking books and it was just becoming too much of a fucking chore to keep up with what was going on. But, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of like the, the, what, what comics and what, how far, if you, if you haven't noticed by now, I got pretty deep into the whole comic book thing. So I'm kind of going off on a little rant. So if I go off on uh, a tangent on something, it's cause, uh, I love comics. You know what I mean? It was kind of one of those things that it, 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 uh, kept me busy for a long time as one I, I nerded out like legitly nerded out on fucking comics um 
I learned about so like when all these these comic book movies came out I was I was right there with everybody back in the day with the first uh with the first uh Iron Man or whatever and I know I I, I what was it the Hulk came out first I don't know but I was like legit excited about all these fucking movies um so yeah so if I've kind of nerded out a little bit on this pod uh it's because I still kind of miss it you know what I mean and for a second there when I moved out here to Illinois uh I left all my comics back at home and at this point at the point that I moved I wasn't gonna bring them with me and I was like you know I'm starting over but when I got here it was like comfort food you know what I mean I'd go into a comic book shop and I'd be like man I didn't know you guys were here I looked through their fucking back catalog their back stock and they wouldn't have any of these uh like neon cyber warlands um the x-men's that i was into reading and you know x-men had a bunch of spinoffs too so um it was kind of i knew my way around a comic book shop you know what i mean and i knew the people that would frequent and what kind of characters people are coming in and once you frequent comic book shops you kind of know uh the type of person that goes in there you know what i mean so so yeah no and then there was uh let's see if you guys own you're not into comics or whatever i'll give you a couple you might like well actually i'll give you another couple that i like and one was uh the pit p-i-t-t uh incredible hulk of course um I already said the kindred, you know, all of the darkness, Witchblade, and see the darkness and Witchblade and Evangelion, they're all part of kind of the same universe. So they all kind of inter- interact with each other. Um, but yeah, no, like comic books and, and going into comic book shops kind of kept me out of trouble for, for a lot of stuff. And, uh, it was kind of my getaway, you know what I mean? It was kind of one of those things where I could get away, go nerd out, go read a comic, and and uh, late at night, get into my head. And if I was real bored at home, I could, I used to draw a lot back then. So I would take inspiration for from a lot of these uh, master comic book artists, in my, in my opinion, you know what I mean? If I was just lucky enough to get to their imagination and be able to put stuff like this on paper just you know think about it and just put it out there it'd be uh it'd be one of those things where i was i'd be very happy you know what i mean and a lot of these this stuff is like um i wouldn't mind tattooing this on somebody you know what i mean like a lot of these comic book images they're I don't know. I still think I don't know how they there there could be a guy that could you know draw up this uh this this kind of like poster canvas or whatever and be like it's a it's a it's a masterpiece or a fuck I'm in love with this thing it came out so perfect and beautiful. And these comic book guys are just like pumping this stuff out page by page. 
and I'm looking at it and I'm like, each, like I said before, each one of these panels is just, each one of these covers is just a masterpiece, you know what I mean? And it's just coming out so, so, uh, to the appearance is very organic. It just kind of flows out of these guys. It, it might not, you know what I mean? You can't just make a masterpiece. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of pieces of paper that they throw away, but as a job, a monthly fucking thing that they're pumping out and half the time, you know, it's got some real good artwork in there. But, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of the who, what, where, and when. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Of the whole comic book thing. And like I said, I'm still kind of a nerd at heart. I still watch the movies. I still, if, uh, I haven't really bought comics lately, but maybe in the future, this was just kind of an overview of me and, and my, uh, obsession with comics, but maybe later on, I'll just say a couple, uh, stories of particular, uh, comic book shops or stuff that happened at comic book shops or stuff that happened with people at comic book shops or, you know what I mean? Um, which I got some of, um, but yeah, no, yeah, that's, uh, that was my, uh, obsession with comics and, and comic books and the whole, uh, artwork. And for the, like I said, for the longest time, that's kind of the style that I want to draw in. And for the longest time I mimicked or not traced or copied, but mimicked and try to duplicate, uh, a lot of these images. And it helped me with, uh, uh, how to draw, how to, how to put proportions in. And, and I mean, it's probably like the long, long way of, of learning how to draw, but I try to draw the final product before I learn the, uh, the fundamentals. And later, later down, I kind of just like nerded out on the fundamentals of drawing and stuff. And that's kind of helped me out in the tattooing aspect of stuff. So, and, uh, you know, I'm a pen and pencil and pen type of guy, you know, uh, I'm not really a big color guy. Yeah. I dipped into Prisma colors and stuff like that, but that, that had to do with the uh, graffiti style stuff. But, uh, as far as comic book goes, if I could get down to to doing this top type of black and black and white and the stuff that I do like, if you ever there's usually a comic book, uh, kind of like a, a special edition and it's called the black and white version. So there'll be a comic book to like, let's say Mark Silvestri's The Darkness. Right. And it's uh number five or you know just pick a fucking number and uh sometimes they'll be the same comic book but without color so it's just black you know, black and white and it's inked yeah so it's got the ink in there and there's been a couple where it was like <clears throat> basically just a pencil drawing and that's the type of stuff that i like where i could see the raw black and white and it almost looks like it was colored in with a fucking sharpie because it's got some high points low points on the blacks and uh those are the ones i kind of like you know what i mean because i could see 
without the digital and nowadays it's it's digitally drawn uh not drawn digitally uh colored and uh the black and whites just kind of they i'm very into the black and white same thing with photography and I'll, i'll talk about that you know one of the hobbies is my me trying to get into photo- photography but uh the art side of it you know i'm really into the whole darkness slash black and white version of the comics and stuff like that so so yeah so um that's my kind of in a nutshell how i got into comics and uh what what type of uh my love affair with them you know what i mean so so yeah i know this is a long one but it's been a big part of my life this whole comic book thing and uh the storylines and the artwork you know mainly the artwork oh i was it calls to me so i've always been into art and the fact that you know uh, i was into comics there was a, an abundance of that that visual artwork that that you know i loved so or still love so yeah so yeah and if uh if you like this uh this pod uh share it with your friends again um and uh subscribe i know on apple podcast i think there's a way to to rate and write a review or or well yeah just put a review and a rate uh wherever you're listening um hopefully i could get bumped up and people could listen to this but uh on the next one let's see let's i'll talk about how uh, a couple of of my police interactions with uh well you know law enforcement out here in Illinois. I don't know, I'll do about three or four stories of uh some some run-ins with the law out here and uh and how those went. So yeah, so if you enjoyed this, uh just come back, listen to another one and uh I'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>